Hello, friends. Welcome back to an episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by BetterHelp, Athletic Greens, and Braddock USA. Not sure why I just sang BetterHelp, but maybe because it's special. I'll tell you guys about them later, promo codes, all those things. That is a promise and a guarantee for me. Okay, guys, you are going to love my guest today. She's hilarious, but also incredibly deep and in touch with herself. She uh, tells this, I mean, insane story of kind of, I wouldn't say a whirl in marriage because I guess they dated for a while, but uh, getting married only to get divorced a year later and how she has uh, overcome and how she's uh, open to um, finding love and not not uh, closing herself off because one man was bad, you know? So this is Manon Matthews. You probably know her from her hilarious Vines or Instagram videos. Um, Manon was selected as a new face in Just for Laughs 2018 and headline breakout artist series at Caroline's on Broadway. Uh, she now creates ridiculous videos that touch upon the absurdity and everyday moments for her Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok audience, where she has a combined 2.4 million followers. Uh, over the years, Manon has written, directed, and starred in dozens of commercials for brands such as Coffee May, M&M's, Febreze, and Allure Bridal. Making people laugh with hilarious skits isn't the only thing Manon chooses to to do. She is of service to people, sharing nuggets of motivational and spiritual wisdom on her Instagram manifestation. Uh, it's a spirituality account um, and she and she also just started a coaching business. So um, without further ado, give it up for the hilarious and lovely Manon Matthews. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Manon. Do you, um, do you remember doing stand-up with me like a long time ago? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering um, if you remembered me or not. But I didn't know... Yeah, your name is what stood out, and now I know your face. Yeah, well, I can barely see it probably because it's very dark in here, but oh well. Um, I tried to turn on a light, but I don't think it's doing anything. I can see your face, your oh, beautiful okay. face. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yours yeah. too. Um, that was what, when was that? 2013? A really long time. Yeah, probably. Uh, I have no idea. I've been doing stand-up for close to 10 years now, so yeah, probably around then. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I, uh, I have so many questions. Uh, are you comfortable talking about all this stuff with like your relationship and all that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, just don't I, ask his name. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't. I mean, it can't people probably figure it out from your Instagram though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just I'm just not gonna legally say it, but sure, if they want to dig and find out and steer clear, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> I don't really care. I care about your story, not necessarily. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me, oh, let me turn my mic on. Hold on. There we go. Okay, I have to get really close to this. Sorry. So if I'm like up in your grill, I apologize. Um, so, um, what inspired you to write a book? Especially, I could not believe how fast. You wrote it and started writing it in January or finished it in January? Started in January. So that's like the fastest a book has ever come out and <laughs> come to print. How long did yes. you actually write it? Oh, no time at all. Like a month. Oh, it, really? It literally, well, it, it's been in the process, like in the back of my mind for years. Mm -hmm. And then it was, it wasn't until really late last year when the, 
marriage was failing miserably that I was like, oh, now I really have like a a story to kind of wrap this all up. And so Mm -hmm. that was kind of what propelled me to go, okay, let's get this done now. And I had so much help. And I had a guy that is an, you know, indie publisher that came out and basically was just like, I can help you get this done quick and we can have it out by summer. And I'm like, sure. Sounds good. Didn't really believe him, but then it was happening. And he's like, yeah, like he just kept giving me deadlines. So, you know, without that accountability, I I would never have finished it that soon, but he was just, he kept giving me deadlines and I feel obligated when there's somebody else being like, we need you here. I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I totally get that. He found the editor. He found the, the, the cover art. Mm -hmm. He literally did above and beyond to help me save a lot of energy and time. And I came through with the, you know, the story and the writing and the information and then the promo side of it Mm -hmm. after afterwards. So, you know, he just, you know, I could have done a better job. I could have made it longer and I could have obsessed about it for years. But for me, I like to just get stuff done and then hopefully do better next time. And the second book will be longer and more thorough and, you know, better written or whatever. But yeah, for well, me, I'm, it's I'm better sure, to just I'm get sure it out. I'm sure it's very yeah. well written. I want to, I'm going to actually purchase it and, uh, and read it. Um, did you mm-hmm. find writing about your experience with your relationship therapeutic or did, was it almost like reopening the wound? No, it was, a, it was completely therapeutic. It was great to get it out. It was great to get out the details, though I held a lot back mm-hmm. because I wanted it to be more about how I got through it rather than, you know, demonizing him and, you know, bad-mouthing him. Um, I wanted it to be of like, because I know so many people go through this mm-hmm. in different ways, not just like this, but in different ways where people feel like they're blindsided or betrayed or whatever. And so... Um, I found it very therapeutic to tell my story and to, you know, cause I, I'm one that keeps up until this year, I've really kept a lot of my, my life very private and very to myself and I didn't share it. And I only showed one side of the coin, which was like, I get to be funny and da, da, da. And then somewhere along the way of New York, I started coming up with like, there's such this other side of me where I'm just like, I'm not goofy. I'm not loud. I'm very quiet to myself. Mm-hmm. I, I pray, I meditate. I, you know, learn about neurolinguistic programming and the power of the mind and all this stuff is so interesting to me. I've got to start sharing that part. And then with the marriage, I really toyed back and forth of like, should I include this in the book? I, you know, I, cause I think I was still trying to protect him, but then mm-hmm. when it came to protecting one person or helping thousands, the answer's so clear there. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was risking that kind of vulnerability and people, you know, saying what they want to say versus uh-huh. being of service to yeah. humans. <laughs> I relate to what you just said so much because, you know, we're both comedians and, but I'm not goofy all the time. Like I'm not, I mean, I, I am serious. Like I'm quiet a lot of the time or, uh, you know, I listen to like a ton of true crime. I do that more than I like listen to comedy or whatever. Like it's, and I, I always get kind of stuck in this place where like, you know, people are coming to my podcast and that like, if I do like a fairly serious episode, I'm always like, people are going to be like, isn't this supposed to be a comedy podcast? And I'm like, but that's not who I am every second of every day. Like, I love learning about new things. I love like, um, I have, I have so many, so many questions about the neural pathway. What is the program? Uh, NLP, NLP. NLP. Yeah. 
I actually know quite a bit about that, but uh, we'll go into that. But I'm super into stuff like that, um, even though I couldn't say the name of it. Uh, real into it, though. Um, <laughs> Expert. Well, on what? <laughs> but I, I basically know of it. And I'm, do you, okay, you went to school for it. Did it happen to be by a guy named Joe Tabanella? Or no. Come across him? Oh, you would love him. I, he did uh, hypnotherapy on me before, and, and he teaches all this stuff, and like, I feel like you would be obsessed with him. You should yeah. look Yeah. I love hypnotherapy because it gets to the root, the unconscious, where, where everything is. Yeah. Yeah. I heard on the, the podcast uh, with Caroline that you got hypnotherapy once and um, your uh, overeating issue was like gone. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I, like, like you noticed a complete, like just one day you were like, oh, I don't even care about that anymore. Yeah. That's, that's the power. Like it's so underrated and it's so undiscovered. I know politicians use it and I know the media uses it and it's almost like, you know, it's very popular in Europe. Mm -hmm. Very, everyone's like, Oh, I know what that is. You know, it's very clear that language is so powerful and what we say is most important. And somehow it feels like the U S is very behind. Mm -hmm. Don't want us knowing because it is such powerful stuff. Uh Um, and yeah, because, you know, I know I said this on, on her podcast, but a person can know, oh, I shouldn't be smoking. A person knows what to do to lose weight. They know, okay, less calories in or stop eating ice cream or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yet their unconscious is seeking for protection and control and that comfort. So it's going to be reaching, even though the conscious mind is like, what are you doing? And it feels like I can't help it because it's running on that unconscious program. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get to the unconscious program and find out what that unconscious is seeking and give it a new behavior mm-hmm. instead of reaching for ice cream, reaching for a hug. I know it sounds so silly, but yeah. if what you're reaching for is connection, yeah, the opposite of addiction is connection. And so mm-hmm. anytime it's like one or the other, whichever one is going to be more effective, mm-hmm. the neural pathway, that one will grow stronger. The other one will start to lay dormant. Mm-hmm. But it's all at the unconscious mind. And the only way to get into that is in a very relaxed hypnotic state. Mm-hmm. Hence hypnosis, which yeah. is part of NLP, but it's not exactly NLP. It's yeah. It's just, yeah. Well, there's a, a is it Gabor Mate or whatever? I asked not why the addiction, I asked why the pain. Like it's, you're trying to just fill a void of something. Like it's, yes. I used to, well, I was uh, real overweight as a kid. Um, partially probably because I had a thyroid problem then and didn't know, but also because I ate way too much. I like after school, it was like, all right, I'm going for nachos first. And then it's English muffins with peanut butter and butter on them. Then we're going to individual size bowls of cookie dough. Like it was, that's just like what I did. And I actually don't even know how I, got over it. I think it was, I was, it made me happy. And I didn't really like, I didn't understand that I was overweight because my parents told me I was beautiful all the time. And I was like, I am so beautiful. Definitely going to wear it. I love that you are. I love that they told you that. (laughs) They were so sweet. They were amazing. I mean, to the point where I wore a two-piece homecoming dress too, to homecoming. And uh, let's just say it was in definitely double digit sizes but I was like I look so good in this you have no idea (laughs) that's brilliant good but I don't know like how I eventually got over it I think it was just like oh I don't do that anymore like I didn't necessarily need something like but it it's funny I wonder if I did sort of just have to mentally talk myself into it though but it was a I don't know like you may have consciously found something else that you like more than eating 
Yeah. That filled the void without even knowing, you know, things happen and shift and it, it occurs to the conscious mind, like, yeah, I don't know why it just stopped, but something, some, you made a new choice unconsciously at some point where you're like, "Eh, it's not serving me anymore. We, We only do something until it serves us or until we find a new, more effective way. Totally. I mean, I'm, I'm still food obsessed. It's like my favorite thing and I love cooking, but it's like, I don't need to overeat. And I, I think, I think that's what it is. I don't like the feeling of being really full. And so I've been able to recognize like that doesn't feel good. So don't do that. Yeah. So you've wired not feeling good to overeating, which is great because some people like myself in the past wired Mm -hmm. feeling fulfilled when I eat too much Mm -hmm. and feeling less feeling a scarcity of like, oh god i i don't know if i'm gonna get enough so i gotta mm-hmm. overdo it and yeah it's like a greedy kind of yeah mentality. yeah i think i've done that even with like like i don't like being drunk i like wine i like to drink but i don't like the feeling of being drunk i don't like yeah. so i i usually stop myself before i get to like that point that's like, great that's a great talent to have yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have it. I didn't have it either. Cause it might trickle. Oh, in. are you, are you sober? Oh, full blown sober. <laughs> I, I listen, I love the sobers. I have a lot of friends that are, you know, in AA and stuff. I think that, I think addicts are some of the most interesting people. I think they are also. There's sort of- some, of, yeah, there's some of the most charismatic, deep, sensitive, mm-hmm. creative people for sure. And, you know, had I gotten this, you know, handled when I was drinking that would have been great but the overeating trickled into over consuming Mm -hmm. everything which happened to be alcohol as well and thank god I never you know got into heroin or you know yeah and any of the hard stuff is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals I know for me personally right now in this extended feels like it's going on forever (laughs) quarantine time uh, the lack of connection with my friends and family is just kind of left me feeling a little blah and so better help is helping me feel better and 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 just get right back on track better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online and there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas the service is available for clients worldwide and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor how great is that You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. I think a lot of us kind of get scared like, am I going to run into someone I know? Is someone going to judge me if they see me going into therapy? And by the way, if they do judge you, they're so wrong. I mean, everyone needs therapy. Everyone. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. They're, I mean, people are just saying it's like changing their life. Like they, they instantly felt better after one or two sessions. So visit betterhelp.com slash be here. That's better H E L P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 States. So to get 10% off your first month, 
Use this special offer for Be Here For A While listeners for 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash be here. Well, actually, I wanted to ask you, I guess, uh, on this on this topic, though. So in the bi- like bio that um, Scouts Agency sent, it said that um, basically like one kind of scary night like turned turned you around is it was it in reference to yeah yeah I got pulled over um one night really drunk actually you know what this was a night that I wasn't so drunk but I had I used to you know not soberly drive Mm -hmm. and there was a night where um I used to go to Second City and Mm -hmm. do improv on Hollywood and every Tuesday night we would go out to Big Wangs yeah (laughs) and sing karaoke Big Wangs and then go and then go to Bordner's and Mm -hmm. just you know two for one uh wine night so I'd always get my two glasses of red wine or my two blue moons uh (laughs) times that by six and then I and then you know one night I I got I was borrowing my mom's car and this was a night that I didn't really uh somehow drink too much Mm -hmm. uh for some reason um <laughs> I don't know why it's very strange because I lived all the way out in Calabasas so that's a far oh time. yeah and I think that may be you know um do not ever drink and drive people and I'll, I'll oftentimes people drink and they're like I'm fine and they really their judgment is so impaired that they think they're okay to drive and that happened mm-hmm. to me more than I'd like to count um 296 no um so so I got in the car and it was my mom's car because I was borrowing it so I didn't really know how it worked and so basically I was driving and um I was on the phone so it was like I don't I think this was I don't remember if the law had passed about the phone yet um 2011 this was Mm -hmm. and I got pulled over within the first minute of driving and I was like oh "Oh, wow it must it must be because I'm on my phone and they're like do you know why you pulled you over I was like I really don't and they're like um your lights, your, your lights aren't on. So in the other car that I drove, that was my car, uh, the lights were automatic. And so yeah. I thought that was the dumbest reason <laughs> to get pulled over. And then of course he smelled beer in my breath and he's like, are you, have you been drinking? And I said, yes, but not enough to get me in trouble. Cause I don't like lying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, I don't know what I would, I would, I don't know the right thing to say. I think you're supposed to say no, but like, yeah, in that situation. Yeah, but I, I wanted him to be like, oh, she's honest. You know what? Yeah. Let her go. She's so cute. <laughs> she's cute. She's honest. Get out of here, girl. <laughs> Live your life. Turn the lights on and go. <laughs> so I got out. I like jumped out of the car like a little ballerina and I did the whole test and get 0.08. Oh, balls. That sucks so bad. That's so stupid. That is the actual limit. So they took me in. I go in and I, you know, I cry my eyes out because of course I'm just like mortified because I'm not ever going to get a DUI. Like, yeah. excuse me. I went to Calabasas High School. I yeah. <laughs> white girls do not get DUIs. Yeah. Um, and I was on my way to get one and I was like mortified, just so embarrassed. Um, so turns out they do. <laughs> turns out there's a lot of white girls that get, no. So, um, I actually got into the station and it's my friend that I was just, I saw I was with a big, my class, mm-hmm. whole class and my classmate was there sitting like sitting there. And I was like, what? What do you mean? They just got it. They DUIs? just got it. They got one too. Or we got pulled over. So we hadn't actually gotten DUIs. We got arrested for. Oh, wow. DUI. And he got pulled over and he was sitting there. And, and then at this point I was like, you know, the crying was over and I was able to kind of joke around and we were, you know, handcuffed to the, the bench and this <laughs> woman cop 
walked by and she's like, this isn't speed dating. Cause we were like giggling and laughing. And then, you know, I took my Lindsay Lohan mugshot or whatever. And, and then this guy was laughing cause I was making jokes cause I didn't have a job at the time. And I was like, are you guys hiring? <laughs> so yeah. I would probably do the same thing when you're just you like have to. In a situation you're like I'm just gonna keep talking whatever comes out of my mouth <laughs> yeah you just like try to laugh your joke your way out of a you know them actually giving you an actual DUI and you know I look at that night and I that was really that I could have had so many nights where I'm like I really need to stop drinking and it always kind of been there of like I want to be out there in the world and be able to be sober and goofy but not yeah. only goofy if I'm drinking I wanted the true freedom that I felt when I was drinking, but without mm -hmm. alcohol because I had ulcerative colitis and all these issues. And I was like, it needs to stop because I don't know my limit. You know, I'd have people around me be like, you just need to know your limit. And I wanted to sock them in the throat because clearly I wasn't going to learn. If I haven't learned in seven yeah. years, I have the ism probably, mm -hmm. but I'm young and it, you know, everyone I know is drinking. So like, is it a problem? And so that really was so humbling and embarrassing that, um, you know, I didn't stop drinking after that. I was like, Ooh, now I don't have to drive. So yeah. I kept drinking. <laughs> um, and then it wasn't until that January, 2012, where I, I got sober for good. And good for you. My life changed. Good for you. My, my whole life opened up. I think good. six months later is when I started stand up, and I either met you in that class or following class. Wow. So, oh, so you, I was going to say, did you, was it hard for you to transition from, you know, like, did you use alcohol as like a crutch to, you know, get on stage, but you hadn't even done it. So you, your whole stand-up experience has been sober. Oh, yes. wow. That's great. Thank God. Cause I don't know how that transition would have been performing with a, you know, I feel like I probably would have thought I was hilarious if I had a couple beers in me. Hon honestly, no, uh, anytime where I've like had like more than a drink, I'm, I'm, I'm not good. I, well, I kind of have a speech impediment anyways. And so like, I can't, <laughs> I can't like speak clearly. And it's like, it's, and you get yeah. like, you get way more self, like, no, you're, but you're better off. Honestly. honestly. That's good to know. Cause it's, yeah. it's been something that I've thought about like, man, I, I bet I'd be, well, because I didn't go to open mics often because people were drinking and it was like at midnight and I, mm -hmm. I wasn't about that life anymore. And so I think that's another thing is like, I wonder if I was in the drinking culture and out every night, had I, would I have developed a skill of like following the stand up career? Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, so I, I think that your, your vine and your, you know, uh, videos and your book and whatever, I think you're, uh, doing far better than, uh, most of the standups. <laughs> So I think you're doing just fine. Thank you. Yeah, you know, the universe is what it is. And that stand-up actually led to Vine because I didn't even think of getting a following at that point. I hadn't even thought of, oh, you can get a following and make a career. Like, no, my route was all, maybe I'll do stand-up and maybe someone will put me on a TV show or whatever. And, but it wasn't until someone commented on my Vine, and at this point I had like 200 followers, and someone's like, I saw you do your Kristen Stewart impression at the mm -hmm. comedy store. Put up a Vine of Kristen Stewart. Oh my Stewart. God, I remember your, that, that, I remember that joke of yours now. I mean, yeah, I, it was I, I totally remember with Kim that. Kardashian. Yeah. yeah, oh my God, I totally remember that. That's funny. That's so funny. Yeah, that was, you're very, very good at impressions. Like even like the small bit of your podcast, um, that I listened to, uh, you guys like balance off of each other very well, but impressions were not something I've ever been good at. So I'm very impressed by you. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. 
Today's program is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the all-in-one drink to support better health and peak performance. Even with a balanced diet, it's difficult to cover all of your nutritional bases, and that's where Athletic Greens will help. Their daily drink is like a nutritional insurance for your body that's delivered straight to your door. I know personally, like, I feel, I, I feel like a sense of, like, vitality and energy and uh, hydration, too, because I take my athletic greens first thing in the morning. So I'm getting my initial 8 to 12 ounces of water, and I'm getting so many amazing vitamins that I'm not getting with my regular diet. It's developed uh, from a complex blend of 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food sourced ingredients. Athletic Greens is a greens powder, which also tastes really good. Don't be thrown off by greens powder. It tastes delicious. And it's engineered to help fill nutritional gaps in your diet. Their daily drink improves your everyday performance by addressing the four pillars of health energy, recovery, gut health, and immune support. Packed with adaptogens for recovery, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut health and vitamin C and zinc for immune support. Athletic Greens is an easy all-in-one solution to help your body meet its nutritional needs. Their highly absorbable powder is diet-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It's an all-in-one drink with less than one gram of sugar, and it it really does taste good. I truly enjoy it and people that I've had people try it that are like I don't like stuff like that and they're like oh this isn't this tastes good I can get on board with this so I I just recommend it right now especially if you know it's hard to get certain groceries sometimes during this time and like and even when you do go to the grocery store like I don't think I actually know how to get all of my nutritional needs but with that but with athletic greens they're doing the work for me they're they're just making me healthy and they're making it easier on me so I suggest you try them. You're going to get energy. Your skin's going to glow. When you try Athletic Greens through my podcast, they're also going to give you up to a year's supply of vitamin D3 slash K2 for free. That's amazing. As we know, we get vitamin D from the sun, and it is often recommended as an important supplement by health experts, particularly in the winter months when you're not getting access to sun that much. Athletic Greens vitamin D3 slash K2 combines these essential nutrients to help support the heart, immune system, and respiratory system. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, now is the perfect time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash be here to claim my special offer today and receive the free D3 slash K2 wellness bundle with your first purchase. That's up to one year supply of vitamin D as an added value when you try their delicious and comprehensive daily all-in-one drink. You'd be hard-pressed to find a more comprehensive nutritional bundle anywhere else. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash be here. Okay, so back to your book and the relationship. I, if you wouldn't mind telling my listeners uh, kind of the magical fairy tale of how <laughs> you guys met. I mean, it, it, it does sound fake. It, it does sound like you're making it up as you go along and it's a really bad movie almost. Not like bad, yeah. but meaning like if you pitched that movie to me, I'd be like, you might need to tone it down a little bit. I don't think it's believable. Yeah, like, yes. It's exactly yeah. Not how bad, him and a I- a beautiful story, but meaning- it, it doesn't seem believable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how, that's why it was so crazy when we would go around town telling our story and people would be getting chills and they'd be like, are you joking? Yeah. And, and it was, and it would just get crazier and crazier. I actually left a couple things out of the book and the podcast. Cause I know I told the story on my podcast, uh-huh. but basically 
I had just moved to New York. Um, I was single, you know, um, I moved in, I was living there for three months and then I decided, you know what, I need to get my own place if I'm really going to do New York. And I had moved into New York. It was like, you know, November and I am on Instagram and I see this guy and I'm watching his videos and he's making me laugh, which is kind of hard to do mm -hmm. for some reason. I know you're a comedian and so you're probably not dying at everybody and being like, oh my, I don't know. I don't want to project. Yeah. It's hard to get me to crackle. Yeah. It's, I get kind of picky, snobby. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. And because you're in the field and so your mind's already trying to find the joke anyway. Well, yeah. And so that's why, that's why I have the time like watching comedy or TV that is in that it's not enjoyable. Cause I'm like, I could have done that better. Or like that, that right. I know how they were writing that joke. And yeah, like, it's like, if I were to go see a house, I'd probably be amazed by it. But an architect would be like, Oh, this is all wrong. Or yeah, music exactly. where people are like, oh my God, the crescendo. I'd be like, no, I love this song. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. And so I'm, I'm kind of envious of the people that aren't comedians that just get laughter from mm -hmm. everywhere. I'm like, oh, I want that so bad. It is what it is. Yeah. But anyway, so his videos were making me crack up. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And there was something about his energy that was just so mag magnetic to me and I just felt like I knew him mm -hmm. and you know I saw that he was Australian but visiting LA and anyway I went to send him a message because I was like oh my god I have to talk to him and it felt really urgent to talk to him and I saw that he had already written me 18 months before which was wow. crazy and it wait said, was it just randomly or does he know in some of your friends or something he had visited LA and hung out with two of my friends okay Okay. that he had just met. He had met them with that it. And day. so that's how you saw his video. Yeah. I saw okay. him in my friend's Instagram story. Got it. Got it. Whoa. Jesus. And I didn't even see his face. I just saw him petting a dog, but then I went to his page and I was like, yeah. who is this? I know him. Um, but I didn't. And saw that he had already written me and it said, you know, man and you shine unlike any other human I've seen in a very long time. And I'm happy to see how, happy to see how you're channeling your light. Wait, sorry, I'm, I just, okay, I can, I just convinced myself, like, oh, yeah, that's, so, no, he did know you, or meet you, or message you completely randomly, because he didn't know your friends yet. No, he didn't know my friends yet, because so this is 18 that, months before. Yeah, so that was completely out of the blue. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. It's insane, and so I got excited, like, oh, he, he already tried, he's, like, knows of me already, because he wrote me 18 months before, and then I wrote, you know, you're funny or what I said, you're really fun to watch, whatever, something creepy. And <laughs> <laughs> didn't, so, you know, I can be really like, uh, impulsive and then want to be like, Ooh, I should have said that differently, but whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> I'm currently and, watching it right now. <laughs> yeah. And so we were just messaging back and forth and there was like a lot of chemistry, even through the messages. I was just like, he said, I let's get a coffee. And I was like, Oh, I want to, I'm not in LA. Like I felt sad. And I was like, that's weird. Why am I feeling sad? I don't even know this man long. Like I, this is a very long story, but anyway, that no, no, night we good. FaceTime, like uh -huh. we FaceTime and he shows up on my FaceTime and I'm just like, like losing my breath like, holy crap. And within like a few minutes, I hear that's the man I'm going to marry. There's my, oh, there's my husband. And mm -hmm. we FaceTime for a couple of hours and it's pretty intense and really connected. And, you know, I could have, it, it was just unreal, unlike anything I've experienced. And then the next day we, we FaceTimed again. And I remember sitting in Washington Square Park 
tearing up on FaceTime with him and he, he teared up too because I think basically we were getting to know each other and realizing whatever we were experiencing was extremely beautiful mm-hmm. and special. And, you know, the next, I remember that day that we FaceTimed, my mom texted me, she said, how'd the move go? And I said, good and good. And I met the man I'm going to marry. And she said, wow, what a day. day." (laughs) Your mom sounds so funny, by the way. She reminds me of my mom in that when you you talked about on the Caroline podcast, uh, you said he said uh, he still loves you or whatever. And she wrote back, did you then write, oops, wrong person or something? I'm always so good. She's so funny. She, we've had such a good sense of humor about, well, throughout life, but definitely throughout this thing because the story, <laughs> story's about to turn. I'm real remembering quick. When, when someone cheated on me a long time ago. I was like, I was like, and then I ran into the girl and I, whatever, and my mom goes, You should hand her a hundred bucks and said, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take him off my hand. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm free. Um, and I texted my dad, you know, I met the man I'm going to marry. And, you know, I never said that about any guy. And so they took it serious. And, you know, I remember he, that same day, um, day two of FaceTiming, he said, I'm going to send you a song that I've never shared, but it's really close to my heart. Um, Just listen to it. And I listened to it. And within minutes, no, seconds, like 15 seconds, I don't know. I'm really aware of time, seven to 15 seconds. I'm listening to it going, oh my God, <laughs> this is our wedding song. And of, of course, impulsively, I write that to him. Uh, this is our wedding song. And he yeah. immediately writes back, I know it is. That's why I haven't shared it Thank with you. Thank God. Oh, I would have sent that text. Right, and, yeah. Please let me unsend it. <laughs> come on, God, come and take it. Yeah, well, we were breaking all the rules. Yeah. We were breaking any of the dating rules. Like, obviously, to a normal person, you don't write, that's our wedding song, because you'll look yeah. like go but I knew he was a safe place for me to write that and then of course it was matched with yep um that's why I shared it with you um saved it for us okay (laughs) so then so then I tell so then you know he's got to go back to Australia but before he does we decide he's going to come to New York to meet me in person just so we're not like obsessing about each other without actually meeting in person Mm mm-hmm and I tell my mom, this guy's going to come meet me and whatever. And she's like, uh, he's going to come stay with you. Should I meet him first? Because she's living in LA at this point. And I tell him that she says that. And he goes, oh, I'd love to meet your mom. Because uh, he has an accent. And they have a two-hour coffee before he even meets me in person. See, that would have won, won me over for sure. I'd have been Well, like, of course. Of course I trust you. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't do that if you're not yeah. like... That's how serious he was about it. And I was having my experience. I never called him my boyfriend. I never called it. I only called him my husband because that's what was true for me. Like Mm -hmm. I never said it to him yet, Mm -hmm. but to my friends, I'd be like, oh, my husband's going to come visit me in New York. And we'd be like, ha 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 ha. And they're like, what's his name? And I'm like, I don't actually didn't really know his name (laughs) because I just called him husband because his name was something different than his username. And then I see. It's got like eight different, I don't know, maybe just running from. I was like, that's, a, that's not a good sign. <laughs> red flag, red flag. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not that part, though. I kind of <laughs> overlooked it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. The last person that cheated on me, uh, had a few, um, in a nice relationship now, he, he randomly um, went, was it he went private? right after he posted a photo of both of us i was like that's a weird sign <laughs> like he didn't want other people to see it yeah 
Yeah. But didn't pick up on it until, yeah, a little bit later. Yeah. But anyways. Um, so anyway, my mom loved him and he came to visit me. We met in Madison Square Park for the first time in person and cried our eyes out. I remember my heart beating out of my chest because I knew I was going to meet my husband in person. <laughs> and um, What did you wear? He, I kept thinking, like, what? how did you, how'd you do your hair? What did you wear? <laughs> Did you think about it? I took a video. I took a video of the day. I I literally took it so I I could look at what I was wearing. I don't remember what I was wearing. Nothing special. Uh, You know, not like a two-piece. A a wedding dress. (laughs) Prom. Yeah. I'm ready. Not many people can pull that off. (laughs) I can't for sure. So I, I remember I took a video. Oh, shoot. Where's she? I think we can all agree that wearing masks is kind of uncomfortable. I mean, especially during hot winter months. I mean, it's like a hundred and something here in Palm Springs and I putting a mask over. It's not ideal, but it's necessary. And it's okay to admit it's uncomfortable, but we got to do it. So if we're going to do it, why don't we get the best ones and a company that I just fell in love with these people. I, I took, I spoke to them on the phone before, um, uh, doing this with them, this partnership, and I was like, I'm I'm inspired by you guys. First of all, they made a full pivot in their business from a, a t-shirt company to, oh my gosh, we have to adapt and let's do something to help people. So I was scrolling through Instagram and I found them and I was like, oh, they're really doing it differently. They're, they're doing them stylish. They're doing um uh, recycled, they're upcycling, they're not wasting a bunch of fabric. The fashion industry is a huge wasteful industry, but Braddock USA is like, we're not, no, we're not doing that. We're going to save people's health and we're going to help the planet as well. What I like about Braddock face masks is they're unlike any other mask and they actually feel good. They're comfortable, they're soft, they conform to your face and they're pretty cute. There's some tie-dye ones. There, I love the different colors on the inside. They're just, they're amazing. Um, and they, they do this by using premium upcycled fabrics that are super soft and breathable. Plus, they have moisture wicking technology to help keep your face nice and cool, which is so important right now. I do feel a difference in them. Uh, like I said, in this sweltering heat where I'm like, oh, I, I can breathe in this one. This is way better than the paper ones that are causing a bunch of waste. And even more, they're machine washable and they hold up after dozens and dozens of washes. All of my family and friends are now wearing Braddock USA masks. And I I mean, I've got, I've given so many of them out. Like my parents just arrived here, handed them like three or four of them. I just, I think they're amazing. And like I said, I love that they are upcycling. So that means upcycled fabrics are brand new existing fabrics that we repurpose for our masks, reducing waste and materials. So less waste equals less harm to the environment. Oh, and one final note for every purchased Using my code, the guys at Braddock are donating masks to those in need. Braddock has already donated thousands of masks to nurses and healthcare workers and first responders across the country. That makes me feel amazing. And now when you go check out their website at Braddock USA, it's B-R-A-D-D-O-C-K-U-S-A.com, you'll see they already have great prices. But for a limited time, we're going to hook you up with an additional 25% off with promo code B here on your first purchase. That's 25% off your entire order until for the rest of the summer with promo code B here at Braddock USA, B-R-A-D-D-O-C-K-U-S-A.com. So go check them out. 
get some. And from all of us, let's beat this and move on to better days. I took a video that said, okay, I'm about to meet him. Like, cause I knew I wanted to document. I should watch that and cry. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Um, Yeah, I went up and we hugged, we both teared up. He literally, I'm not even kidding. He goes, where have you been? And I said, I've been looking everywhere for you. At no point were you like, this guy's full of shit. (laughs) No. Really? No. I would have such a hard time. No, because I was reacting to it with like, okay. Like I think just because I, I don't know. Now, if that happened, I would have some discernment based on my past experience. But at that point, I was so trusting. I've never, ever been cheated on or betrayed, at least to my knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I myself was trustworthy and I was right there with him. So when he was saying these cheesy things, like I'm the one that thought that's my husband. I'm that makes sense. Like, you weren't jaded yet. Song. Yeah, you didn't have any reason to think like, oh, this is a red flag. Yeah, no. Okay. I yeah, was that, just, that I was sense. right there. I was like, I'm, this is it. This is my yeah. story. I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that has, you know, I know this is only made in movies, but I, Actually, now I know why, now I know why people write these movies because it does happen. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I guess if I had it, if I was in your shoes and hadn't been already jaded and you know, whatever. Uh, I probably would have thought this is like, this is how it's supposed to happen. This is the most beautiful thing when it's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we had stayed together, um, for a week. We had this thing outside of Eddie Bauer where I went and bought a jacket and the zipper wasn't, you know, I walk outside and I'm like, okay, I've got this big, thick New York jacket on and, and it's not zipping. And so he gets on a knee and he starts zipping and all these people start walking around going, Oh my God, say yes, say yes. Where's the ring. And it, it just kind of felt so symbolic. This girl wow. took a photo and it looked like he was proposing and it just felt really like showing what was to come. And mm-hmm. at that point we had already said, I love you. And we had already talked about like, we already know we're each other's people. And so at that point it was just logistics of when he was going to move. And you know, we spent time in Montana over Christmas. And then in February, I went to meet his family and he proposed. And I was like, of course, we got amazing photos that looked like a movie poster. And then he moved over and it was a wonderful, wonderful relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question? Did he have anything, um, uh, was it a 90 day fiance situation at all? Did he need a visa? He did to work, but he, we, you know, it was a matter of, um, he had said, I don't, I never saw myself living in America. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to move to Yemen, we can move to Yemen. I don't care. And oh. he was very, he was very easygoing about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that point he was visiting and it was like, well, we already know you're going to end up here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we didn't rush to get married or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay. Okay. We, we, we had time to plan a wedding and it was beautiful and was in Malibu and oh, wow. his family flew in from Australia and Scotland and my family came from Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> it's so exotic, you know, Kansas. In <laughs> <laughs> oh, Canada and and uh yeah but the, for the joke you know too yeah anymore. you know oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were in that class an old, an old bait and switch <laughs> <laughs> non-sequitur joke of threes yeah um and it was great and we had we actually had a rehearsal dinner at the house I bought us a house in uh Toluca Lake and oh, wow 
and we moved in like four days before the wedding wedding on a street called Weddington. Oh, wow. Oh, not to mention, he was born on the day my parents got married. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, like to the year, like the exact day. Oh, wow. My parents were getting married and he popped out. And so we all, we joked. That's like, pretty crazy. It's crazy. So it was signs that like, oh, he was literally born for me. And like, what are the odds? And it just felt like the universe kept going. Yes, yes, yes. And every, all my friends loved him because he's such a kind, genuine, present, pe like people would meet him and they would just love him because he makes people feel very special. Mm -hmm. Um, but everyone, now that we're learning, he makes everyone. I, I, just, I literally just wanted to say that, but I was like, too soon? <laughs> yeah, so long for short, a month after the wedding, I, I get my, the wedding photos, and they're the most beautiful photos ever. And my dear friends ask me to coffee. I go to coffee, and I'm like, this is so, like, let's look at the wedding photos. They're like, before we do, um, we have to tell you something. And uh, we got a message from this girl who says that she's been corresponding with your husband for the last few weeks. And here are the screenshots. And what I'm looking at is naked photos, naked videos, screenshots of him saying, man is useless. And naked photos of him or her? Yes. Him. him. He's sending, oh. He's sending them to her. Oh God. He's also sending her that he loves her, that she's his true queen. Man is nothing, she's useless. Well, I think um, the worst part. I think you are useless, man. No. No, 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 it's obviously he's full of shit. But but the worst part, and the and it cracked me up when you said it. You were like, well, obviously this can't be true because he said I wasn't funny. I yeah. Was like, I was like, how dare he? How yeah, I know. It's he? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just had, I just, I left out of the book that he said. About, in the book, I I do tell the story in depth mm -hmm. um, about what he said where she's boring and she's not funny or whatever. And I'm about to blow up on the red carpet and I want you by my side. I'm like, what? well, you've done one non-union commercial. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, huh? <laughs> oh my God, he reminds me so much of bad people I've dated, but. No, uh, no, I mean, he's done more than that now, but I just, it was just so, it was like they were showing me, it literally, I, I never felt that much confusion in my body at one time because he treated me like an absolute queen he never it I never could have saw that coming and it was so bizarre mm -hmm. and and it didn't help that he also threw me under the bus that that I think is the that worst part, part of it it's like that is yeah, the worst part it's like leave that out at the very least like just, yeah just do your sexual stuff but yeah. don't talk about me don't bring me into it that part's really creepy to me and that was the part that I go Dude, I don't know what's, I don't know. That's the part where I'm like, he, he can't be that nice of a guy. I know that you say he is, but, or, I mean, you did, I guess. But, like, that takes it, it's not just, like, a sexual compulsion. That takes it to a level of, like, you're just a bad person, kind of. Like, yeah. that's, that's really shitty. Yeah, it really is. And what, what really about is. that makes you feel better about yourself, dude? Like, what? I think he thought... If I make Manon seem small and insignificant, then I can feel bigger. Yeah. You know how like people throw other, make people, make fun of people and then they feel better about themselves? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. If he was I, doing I don't like that. that. I kind of, I just I don't something either. else though. I think it's also possible 
So that girl didn't feel so bad about it. Let me just yeah. tell you how unhappy I am in this relationship. Yes, that's and exactly you'll, right. You'll see. But he, he under it. it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and there was, I mean, I have a hundred screenshots. Yeah, well, I, I heard uh, one of the podcasts I listened to with you on it that once the book came out, more yeah. girls. Women, yeah. More women have come forward with their stories up with him. And I'm going, ah, I didn't expect this. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no. Yeah. Looking but, back, because I remember I used to feel this way, like when I had a sense that someone was cheating on me, but then after I found out that I wasn't, uh, that I would, if I would be with him in a room full of people and everyone knew a secret that I didn't know, everyone was like maybe secretly laughing at me, like, does she not know he's a bad dude? Like, did mm-hmm. you ever feel that way? Like, no, no. He's- there was one thing that one friend, so my best friend, his girlfriend, she said something later on, like a few months ago, that was like, well, I always wondered why he was always commenting on these girls' photos. Oh. He, he would comment on these half-naked girl photos with their butts to the screen, and he would write, you're doing such a good job. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> it's hilarious, but he's that, like, that's his, like, go-to thing is to, is to, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's, you should have told me that, because... Yeah, that's weird. And he now he's he's still doing it. And he's now he's following like a thousand naked ladies. Well, you know, I, I was never one of those. I never checked himself. His, yeah, I'm like, good, be free. Just don't pretend to be one thing. But, you know, he Do never you, alluded to this behavior when we were together. And that's what that's that's what hurt me so much was the lying. You know, because I gave him ample opportunity to come forward and to share his dirty side of the coin because I had one too. And I was like, I I exposed so much of myself so that I never felt like I was lying to get him. To Mm -hmm. show someone only one side of the coin, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to marriage, is very manipulative. Very. Well, I was going to ask you, do you think, do you think it's, I think there's people like this where they almost get pleasure out of making you love them, for example. So like, so like I can get this girl this quickly and like, she's good, you know, and they get pleasure out of uh, getting away with like creating this like false character. Like they're almost addicted to, you know, not only convincing you, but then when he's messaging these girls, like saying, I, I love you or whatever, like uh, addicted to yeah. getting women on his side or getting women to fall for him. Like, and so they just can't not do it. Like it's, mm-hmm. and they make up stories. It's a whole, like saying I'm blowing up on the red carpet. It's like, he's, he's creating a fake life that it's not at all real yeah. to like, see how far, how much you can get away with it maybe. I think so. I, I think it, I think it must run pretty deep. Um, for sure. I think it's definitely the addiction to the secret. I think he likes a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that, is, that is a, a, a certain type of person. I remember listening to some like psychology podcast or something I forget. And that is like, people get addicted to having a, a dirty secret. And they yeah. just, and it makes them like feel good. They're like, they're the only one that knows. Well, yeah. I'm very, very sorry that happened to you. I'm, but I'm, I'm happy for you that you're not, 
10 years down the road finding that out. I'm happy for you that it Oh happened. man, what a blessing. If I had kids with this man, that would have been really rough. And, you know, I wouldn't have written this book. You know, there's been so many women that have reached out, some men too, that are like, oh my God, and then sharing their stories and people that have been holding on to story that all men suck. And so I'm just not going to date. And I'm going to close my heart because of one man's pain. And my whole lesson is not to bash him, but to, to walk away, to set the boundary and to keep my heart open mm -hmm. and to not generalize. Yeah. You go, no, some men behave that way. And some men are beautiful and some women are beautiful and open-hearted and honest and some aren't. And it's not this, you know, one colored thing. It's, it's, um, it's not an opportunity for me to close my heart. It's an opportunity to go, okay, what did I miss? Where did I not trust myself? You know, now that I look back, I can kind of see there was a couple of things that I let go, like the name, <laughs> you know, yeah. like the name. And, and there was a couple of times where I asked him to pay me back and he kind of made a fuss about that. And I was like, Hmm, I always felt weird about that. And now looking back, I'm like, Oh, you know, he tattooed my name across his heart, which is, that was another thing that I was like, um, at the time, very romantic. I never asked him to do that. He just mm -hmm. surprised me with it. Um, but it, it was just, I think he was just trying to convince him. I, I don't think he didn't love me. I think mm -hmm. he just either has split personalities or thought he felt one way and then couldn't, you know, his story would well, probably, he probably be wanted that, it to be. Yeah. He, you were the person and he, but and he wanted it to be like, but he just couldn't control himself, I guess. Yeah, self-sabotage, you know, when we don't feel deserving of something, we will sabotage it. And unfortunately, that's, you know, I had done all the work. You were more successful. Getting sober. Yeah. Right. And that could be, that could be emasculating to someone who isn't where they want to be. And, you know, I did all this self-healing and self-work for years to where when shit hit the fan, I was able to see him as just a, a person in pain and not take it personally, not go, what, I'm not funny? I went, well, that's stupid. Like, yeah, you're like, obviously, no. obviously millions of people disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, sure. And like useless, you know, I'm not useless. I, I'm very useful. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you wrote a book in like a month, so yeah. Uh, so, you know, had he done the work, I think I thought and assumed based on the way he seemed to treat people and, you know, he was sober too. So I oh. think, but he never did the, you know, he didn't do the work. He just kind of stopped drinking, which mm -hmm. almost is, I almost feel like I wonder. So he took his blanket away. So it kind of just probably transferred to the women or whatever. And yeah. so he didn't take care of his old wounds. Mm -hmm. And so I think that shows up in a person when yeah. they don't heal, heal. Yeah. I think for you too, the other good thing about it is it, it, it's probably a very good learning experience that I, I mean, I'm relating to it because like I got that learning experience pretty, like my, the first guy I dated in LA was real bad. Um, granted, I ended up dating someone pretty bad, like fairly recently, but whatever. Um, mm. but it was like, but I kind of knew the signs and, and I, and I cut it quickly this, the second time. And I think it's good for you now that 
this won't, this probably won't happen to you again. You'll know that like, in, in my experience, anyone that came on, anyone that wanted to move in quickly, tell me they loved me quickly, like all of this stuff, were the, they're the worst guys I've ever dated. Yeah. Like, they were there. And I think they were very much addicted to getting someone to fall in love with them. And then they were going to do whatever they wanted on the side. Yeah. But now that I don't, this wouldn't, this isn't going to happen to you next time. Yeah, it can't because exactly that it will, I'll see red flags. I'll be able to point out certain things, you know, I won't, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate because he took that from me. That was supposed to, like, I wasn't going to marry just anybody. That was something so mm -hmm. sacred to me. And I just have to kind of get rid of any ego judgment of like, oh, Marty, uh, you know, getting divorced, like, ugh. Yeah, but it, it, it is what it is. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I had, I had the fairy tale. I had the amazing wedding. I had all of that. And now, now there is no press, pressing, you know, gotta meet the one, gotta meet the marriage, gotta get it. It's like, yeah. it is what it is. One did day he at a time. Make, did he make any of the divorce process difficult on you? And like, what happened to your home and stuff? Like, did he try to like get any of that stuff? No, he, he's, he's been, um, very, he's made it very easy. Oh, well, at least he's, he's got one yeah, good point. He's coming in, yeah. he's coming yeah. in. You know what? <laughs> Actually, Maybe I made bad. a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> they say you can't have it all. He's pretty great. Um, <laughs> did you stay in the house? Yes. You did? Okay. That's yeah. good though. I mean, we only lived together in it for a month. Oh, yeah. S so, you know, just, my, just my, ma main, yeah, which I have many times, um, because I've recently seen snakes in the corner when I, in the middle of the night. So either I'm going schizophrenic or I saw another dimension where there's snakes or I was just dreaming. Whoa, that's really? Another podcast. Oh my God. Weird. That's crazy. That could be another dimension. I believe in that shit. Anyways. Me too. I do yeah. too. Um, well, I'm really, really happy that you were able to, um, write about it in your book. And honestly, uh, at the very least out of this tragedy came Jennifer Aniston. Yes. <laughs> and as of today, Courtney Cox. What? That means Jen's yeah. talking to Courtney and she's like, you got to read this book. This man and girl's hilarious. She's awesome. Yeah. Wait, can you explain the Jennifer Aniston thing? Cause my listeners are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what part but she started following you yeah so in october i was i was i was doing breath work um just to you know grieve being betrayed and blindsided and so i was doing breath work and i remember i think jen had just joined instagram and i had i had a um i think i posted a story or something about jen being on instagram but i don't know if they're connected or not um mm -hmm. it could be uh, and I got out of breath work and I was in line at Starbucks and I got a message from someone saying, I can't believe Jen follows you. And I went, what? And I went to her page and she was following like 200 people or something at the time. And it said my name. That's and I crazy. sent her a message and I was like, you're hilarious. You light up the world. And she's like, thanks. And you do too, by the way, wink. And then we've been since October, like on and off, you know, sending little messages here and there. And she's your best friend. She's yeah. my best friend on the planet. We, yeah. we, um, even though we don't talk, we, we talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> telepathically. Yeah. <laughs> but she's been so, so sweet so far. And, and she bought my book and sent me a, a photo of her, her holding it. And, 
you know, I, I hope she reads it. I'm kind of embarrassed because she, I think I write about, I geek out that she followed me on Instagram and I was like, it was the best day ever. And so she'll read that and either oh, think it's charming or loves whatever. It. Yeah. yeah. So that's, really cool. that's fun. And then today I, I had a, another freak out because I found out Courtney was following me and that was, I'm like, I think the same thing. I'm like, I wonder if Jen told her if she just found me. Like, I Oh yeah. No, they were chatting about it. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. Amazing. It's a dream come true. Cause you know, yeah, it's friends, which is like where I basically learned my, all my humor. I feel like partly, yeah. you know, so what's next for you? So you wrote the book and then well, obviously like touring shut down, but like you still are making hilarious videos on Instagram. Like my mom's even a fan of yours. She sent me one of your videos like a couple months ago. The one where like the guy, you think the guy's telling you to smile. Oh yeah. Hilarious. And I was like, mom, I know her. Like, yeah, she's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> you know her? I'm like, yeah. Um, so what, um, what, yeah, what's next for you? What else are you working on right now? Um, you know, I think just the book, trying to tour that, um, I'm going to be doing the audio book. Um, I have a, the podcast, a new podcast out. We're only releasing episode four. So it's pretty new. Um, it's called serious, but funny B U T T. Um, you know, just kind of sticking at home, making TikToks, just hit a million on there today. Oh, wow. Today's a big day. Yeah, Courtney Cox. a huge TikTok. August 23rd. Me. Yeah. TikToker, you, Rachel O'Brien. Um, so, you know, probably working on book two at some point. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. I, I, I want, I have a few movies that I want to make, but now it's just not a good time. You know, yeah. COVID messed with everything. Yeah, seriously. Well, you have a ton going on. Oh, I started yeah. a coaching business. Oh, like life coaching? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like your other Instagram, the... Yeah, Manifestation. I started, I started taking on clients and that's been the most fulfilling thing out of all of it. I love that. How can yeah. people book you for that? Um, they can DM me at Manifestation and, and get an intro session. And, and then I kind of go over what I do, which is not just, you know, it's not like traditional therapy where nothing against therapy. Therapy is great, but oftentimes they just kind of focus on the problem a lot. And it's like been three years and you're like, I get it. It's my dad. Yeah. Whereas life coaching is, is, and I call it guiding coaching where I get to incorporate all of the tools that I have, which is somewhat therapeutic, getting in your body, reclaiming your voice, a lot of NLP and hypnosis, working with the unconscious and kind of setting goals and doing a lot of productivity and action based things so people can get results quickly can you do the hypnosis stuff via zoom and everything oh you can okay cool wow -hmm. that's awesome well congratulations on that maybe i'll have to book you for a session i want to send you um that joey tabanel i think you would just find him please he he literally like changed my life like i still have like a recording from one of our sessions it isn't necessarily like you know like hypnosis isn't what people think it is it's like not yeah it's not like cluck like a chicken and you're gonna clap and then yeah it's nothing like that yeah and I will I'll like listen to this just when I want to like feel like motivated and like I don't know like when I want to kind of manifest stuff it's just it's like one of the greatest things so yeah so awesome yeah well thank you so so much for doing this um oh tell people the name of your book funny how it works out Amazon Barnes and Noble Target all online sweet um 
Well, thank yeah, there's, you. There's 30 lessons in the back. So like, it could be like a coffee book table where you look in the back and every day there's 30 lessons of like, Oh, cool. Get up, get moving or write a list of gratitude or whatever it is. Oh, I love that. Oh, now I'm even yeah. more excited about that. Oh, cool. All right. Yay. Well, thank you again. Um, guys, go follow her on the social medias. Give your handles too. Not that you need my help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, it's at Man and Matthews, M-A-N-O-N-M-A-T-H-E-W-S. And then my podcast is Serious But Funny. And then, yeah, if you want coaching, Manifestation. Cool. All right. Yeah. Thank, well, you thank you so much. It was thank good to you. chat with you. I yes, you too. So, so good to I know, so good to see you.